Welcome to Breakthrough with Marty. I'm your host, Marty Garlic. I'm a physical therapist, life coach, entrepreneur, and yogini. Breakthrough with Marty is a weekly conversation of personal journeys and health and personal transformations. We all have life traumas. Hopefully we don't get stuck there and identify with these traumas. Showing how we progress through traumas leading to a victory, we are sharing real life breakthroughs. Remember those obstacles put in your past are actually gems. It is up to us to shape and polish these gems so we may shine brilliantly. Through others' transformations, we realize that our own is possible. So welcome to my new podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. (laughs) Yes. So the title is Breakthrough, and I'm talking Mm -hmm. about health and breakthroughs that people have had. Okay. And I guess my, my generic question for everyone is, what is your breakthrough? I know you have been working with the EFT tapping, and you teach yes. courses on that. Mm-hmm. And are you a, a hypnotherapist? Is that what you Yes, a certified hypnotherapist and advanced EFT tapping practitioner. Beautiful. Yeah. And I had... I'd always heard about hypnotherapy and at one point I'd seen a traditional therapist and I, I remember asking her about it because I'd always had this curiosity about hypnotherapy and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I don't really know that much about it. I don't know anyone who does it, but you know, her impression at that time is it wasn't, you know, science-based. And so, uh-huh. you know, a lot of times people don't believe in things that aren't science-based and, but I've always been, you know, someone who's been an empath, I think, and mm-hmm. So I think I did, you know, feel energies and see energies as a child, but I think it scared me, of course, because it's like, what is this? And um, there wasn't anyone there to explain it to you. Right, right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, actually, my mom had um, been to psychics and she had the Louise Hay books, like you can heal your life and, you know, those types of things. And she um, went to like Carolyn Miss events and, but I didn't really know about that whole world. And so my path had sort of been on the traditional, I've had health issues since I was three years old in the past. And so I started having grand mal seizures as a child and I was on major medication from like three to 12 years old. And so I've kind of had this like these series of health issues. And, you know, I think modern science is great. I think Western medicine is great, but I think that it can only take you so far in your journey. And so for me finding this work, you know, I think there was always that curiosity about it. And I'm like, well, do I want to become a naturopath? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? And I just kept hypnotherapy kept popping up in my world. And so I finally just decided to check into it. And there's a school here in Los Angeles and what we call the Valley area in Tarzana um, called the Hypnosis Motivation Institute. And awesome. it was there that I did my hypnotherapy training and I looked up their curriculum online and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> Sounds amazing. And it's a year program. And I'd also looked into a program called University of Santa Monica. Yes. And that more gets you on track though, to become like an LMFT or social worker, you know, something that is along that track. And I just couldn't see myself doing that. So once I started like learning about hypnotherapy and EF, then that's where I learned about EFT tapping. Um, it really improved my health because it also 
it helped me manage my stress. And, you know, obviously with health, that's a, a huge part of it is managing your stress and your health and your emotions. You know, I think for me, like my emotions were a big thing. I was a huge suppressor of emotions. And I think that was very damaging for my emotional well-being and also for my physical well-being. Sure. And as an empath, you take on other emotions. And if you don't know which are yours and somebody else's, that can be very confusing. Yes. And yeah, then you have to sort that out. And then you just push it all down. (laughs) Push it all down, suppress it. I think especially as, as women, you know, we're sort of taught to like be strong and suck it up or don't speak up or don't make waves. And, you know, it can be very damaging that, that mindset. But at the time, you know, when we were going through whatever we were going through, I mean, life happens for everyone, yes. you know, everyone has ups and downs and challenges and struggles. And, but, you know, we're, I, I like to believe that we're all doing the best we can with the information that we have, but, yes. you know, really that opened up my world to this whole other like healing energy. And, you know, I'm not saying healing in the meaning of curing, but making the best of whatever you're dealing with, you know? Yes. And, and making it better. And, and, you know, like Tony talks about those two little two millimeter shifts. Yes. (laughs) So Don and I know each other from a mastermind that came out of um, a Tony Robbins event. So (laughs) there will be a lot of like Tony isms throughout the podcast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm excited. My new cat, Zoe. Oh, hi, Zoe. She's so cute. I'm trying to turn around so you can see her face. I know. <laughs> I tried. I'm like, I can't she was pawing at my legs. So I, I had to pick her up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So those, those two millimeter shifts that happen. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was really, it was learning about using your mind and focusing your mind because before that I just felt like I was like all over the place and and I felt like I was at the mercy of the doctors you know I felt like you know whatever they told me to do I would do but then at a certain point I'm like you know there's more out there and I started doing acupuncture um, I do cupping um, to help improve my health and sure. and also you know just trying alternative things breath work breath work has been a big isn't that huge, amazing it is amazing and uh, there was a gentleman who taught a breathwork class at HMI and he was the uh, he's the cousin of the owner's wife who also she's the one Susie Kappas who teaches EFT tapping and it's interesting because a lot of people don't know that Florence Henderson was married to our later was married to our uh, founder. Um, oh wow! Yeah, the founder okay. of of, uh, of the hypnotherapy school, and she became a hypnotherapist, and and that's, that's how they met. I just I didn't know that. I know a lot of people <laughs> don't know that, which is really cool. But it was so interesting because you know Western doctors working within the Western model within that year of going to hypnotherapy school, you know, obviously when you're learning hypnotherapy, you're being hypnotized yourself. And, you know, a lot of people misunderstand what hypnosis is. It's really a state we just go in and out of all day long. Some people call it like being in the zone or it's like a deeper state of like meditation or some people just liken it to a meditation. So it's not an unconscious state. And 
So when, when I was applying to myself, what I was learning, especially tapping was the biggest game changer for me, because with all those suppressed emotions, what tapping does is it, it gives those emotions or those feelings or those negative beliefs, a space to be seen and heard and acknowledged, you know, because even if we don't verbalize our emotions out loud, we're still feeling them. We're still internalizing them. Absolutely. So it gives it a space to be seen and heard, but with the intention of venting it out, it's a venting and releasing tool. And I think, you know, Louise Hay was being interviewed once, uh, I think by Nick Ortner, who's written a bunch of books and is sort of mm-hmm. like, you know, this global EFT guy. And he even, I think has taken the stage now at Tony events. He has. Yes. Yes. And, you know, he, and I'm paraphrasing here because um, many people ask, why do I want to tap on the negative? Isn't that reinforcing? And Louise Hay said it best when she's like, well, how can you expect to clean a house if you can't see the dirt? Yes. Yes. So we're, we're seeing the dirt and we're sweeping it away so that when we think about a past event or a health issue or a discomfort that we're having, we can acknowledge it and you know, say, I, I still accept myself. I still love myself, even with this issue. So EFT can be a very powerful tool. And, and after about a year of applying what I was learning, my doctors, like my, my autoimmune lab work started to come within normal range for like the first time in seven years. And my stress level decreased and people would see me and my, even my doctors. And they're like, I know it's you, but you just seem different. You, you appear differently. You're showing up differently. And they're like, whatever you're doing, just keep, keep doing keep it. Going. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Yeah. I know. It's like those things that people don't understand. And then like when they see the results, they're like, just do it. Just right. keep going. <laughs> well, it's so interesting because science proves that we're all made of energy. Everything yes. is energy. So it's so interesting that dynamic that we sort of got away somehow because it's like everyone just wants the quick fix. They want the magic pill. And, you know, when a client approaches me, you know, I'll ask them, like, are you willing to participate in this process? Because I always explain it's a participatory process. You're healing, you're de-stressing, whatever it is that you're working on. You know, it's like going to physical therapy, you know, like yes. knee surgery. Exactly. My patient's <laughs> like, what are you going to do to me? It's like, no, no, no. I'm going to yeah. Help you do something for yourself. Exactly. I'm just providing them the tools and helping them along. I'm I'm a facilitator. I'm yes. not, you know, I don't pretend to cure or to, you know, have a magic pill or a magic wand. I wish I did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You'd be a gazillionaire by now. I know. So I think I'm... it's really great that everyone is like kind of, you know, with the documentary Heal by Kelly Noonan. I'm sure you've yes. seen it. And I think it's great that there's this pivot again towards more natural healing ways of of relief instead of just taking a pill or popping a pill. And sometimes it's a combination of both. Sure. And and some of those pills have side effects. They're right. It's not, it's not necessarily a cure-all. It's, it's a suppressant and then other things rise up. I, when you were talking about healing and Mm -hmm. I saw this quote and I, I, wish I knew who posted it on Facebook, but it was the definition of a healer. Okay. And a healer is not the person who gives you the healing. Mm-hmm. It creates the space so that individual can heal themselves. Mm. I'm paraphrasing, but it's along right. that, along that line. Lines. And I'm like, well, that's just perfect. That's perfect. Because a lot of times people just need a space to be seen and heard. 
and yes. to listen to. Yes, acknowledged. And, and sometimes just saying those things out loud is right. so helpful. I mean, I've seen people just on the setup statement of the of the tapping, you know, even though I feel this fear, I feel this anger, I feel this shame, I honor myself deeply and completely, or I love myself deeply and completely. So many people, if they're, you know, on the cusp of releasing, they'll just start like crying during that yes. statement because, you know, they're like, wow, I've never like said that about myself. I've never expressed that about myself. And I think a lot of what it comes down to really is like self-love and self-acceptance, no matter (laughs) what the issue, regardless of what someone's coming in for, what they're wanting to work on. And it was interesting because my rheumatologist at UCLA, she even said that she's finding more and more studies that links autoimmune conditions to early childhood trauma. Sure. Yeah. I, yes, I can believe that. It's amazing. Cause even in the Tony world, it's like the, those places where people get stuck, Right. they kind of revert back to mm-hmm. like you, he takes you through a process where you go back to your childhood and it's wow. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Didn't even connect that piece right. to what's happening in my life now and how I respond to things in my life now. <laughs> Because usually it's so buried and it's so subconscious and sometimes, yeah, there will be these little things that, that pop up in, in as we're tapping, because I sort of describe it as peeling the layers of the onion. Yes. You know, on the outside, there's like the stress or anger or disappointment or whatever it is. And then as you peel the layers, you you uncover like an event or something someone said to you when you were six years old that hurt you at the time, but you didn't realize that you're still carrying around that energy and that, you know, that electricity. And I always, you know, like I describe to people and use this metaphor a lot that imagine like a TV set, like our bodies are like the electrical cord between the TV set and the outlet. And if you go to the back of the electrical cord, start poking holes, these little traumas and tears or negative comments, people that we internalized it, the TV set's not going to work, right? If you interrupt right. the flow of the electricity, the TV set is going to have a disruption. It's not going to work, or maybe you get sound, but no picture or picture or no sound. It's the same thing with our bodies and our energetic and electrical systems. So, you know, what we do with EFT tapping by tapping on these end meridian points is we help to balance that energy disruption. So our energy and our electricity through the meridian points can flow properly. And, um, so it's so interesting (laughs) and there's so many modalities out there, whether, you know, it's EFT or tapping or hypnosis or, you know, breath work or Reiki or yoga, you know, there's just so many different. Right. And sometimes it's trial and error to see what fits for you. Right. I like the analogy of an onion and, Mm -hmm. and the, the tears that happen are the release. So it's like, Yes, the onion can make you tear up, but mm-hmm. there's a reason for it and right. then you can release it. And, and releasing is good. You know, so many people yeah. I think are afraid of, of crying that it's like shameful or I shouldn't mm-hmm. feel this way. And, and that's another thing, the should ofs or could ofs, you know, or the what ifs. It's like we, we ruminate on that so much and, you know, it's right. really just hurting ourselves. Yes. And unfortunately, whatever it is that we should release it's like a coat that feels comfortable. And, and if you take it off or release it, Mm -hmm. you don't know what that will feel like. Right. And what will happen to you 
in that. So I, I mean, I understand that fear, but something better usually is on the other side of that. But you just don't know it and you yes. can't see it yet because you're in it. It's like, you're, you're like on this channel and you know, the, the, the progress is on this channel and it's like, you're tuned into this channel, but you want to be tuned into this channel, <laughs> but you don't know how to get there. You know? Um, yeah. And as a kid, you turn the knob and there'd be all that snow. I know. <laughs> In the good old days when we had like the tube TVs. And yes. <laughs> I know it's so interesting. But, you know, it's it really is our responsibility to be our own advocates and our and take care of our own well-being. Because so many times I think we we think of, you know, the medical community as like gods and, oh, they're the experts. They know what they're doing. And yes, they do for the most part, but, you know, perfect example, like my niece has been on the singular mononucleate. There's a, for her allergies. And my sister and my brother-in-law were watching a newscast a couple months ago and she's had some pretty like erratic behavior in the last couple of years and like non-compliance with wanting to go to school and she just had all these different personality changes in the last couple of years that have been really like unlike her, you know, and they, and they just thought, oh, she's a teenager, you know, she's <laughs> hormones, <laughs> right? hormones, whatever. And, um, but they realized that it was from the medication and wow. that there was a black box warning that came out about the time that their, her doctor increased her medicine and then it got worse. So my sister and brother-in-law just happened to see a newscast, another family giving, you know, their story and how it affected their child and not only being on it, but the weaning off of the medicine caused, have caused these major side effects with her mental health because it crosses the blood brain barrier. Sure. And so, you know, thank God, like she saw that newscast at that time. I mean, obviously she was meant to see it. And it was, you know, a program they normally don't watch. So now, you know, she's working with a naturopath and she's getting off of it and she's getting better and back to herself. But, you know, there are so many, like you said, every, every medication has a side effect, every intervention. Sure. Yeah. And if you almost want, you want to know what the root cause of it is to cause an allergic reaction. I have an, a wheat intolerance and it took me years to figure that one out. Mm-hmm. And my doctor, I would get hives after I ate. Mm-hmm. I would get tachycardic after I ate. Oh, wow. I didn't tease it out to wheat. And so I was prescribed an antihistamine. Oh, and wow. unfortunately that one got taken off the market, but that one worked the best ever. <laughs> and, and then I would get really sleepy after I, I okay. ate. And joint pain. And it was like a, like five symptoms after specifically wheat. Mm-hmm. And like my, when I was figuring it out, it was like bright summer, sunny day. And my friends would be like, you had wheat, didn't you? Because I'm like curled up on the couch, like Aww. falling asleep <laughs> with eyes. <laughs> so yeah, it's so interesting how our body reacts to things. I know one thing for me is, is really strong sense. And yes. perfumes, you know, so many people like I was renting a place a, few, a, a week ago visiting my sister and um, they had these little, those scented, you know, uh, things that you plug into the wall. Oh, I, yes. I had to like, minute I got in the house, I'm like, where is and it? I had to unplug them. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause it was laughs> just, the scent was too strong for me. And it also, I think 
can give people headaches too. But, you know, I remember even pre-COVID times, like going into, you know, like a restaurant or a movie theater, like if, you know, someone was, or a man or a woman had a, you know, a really strong perfume or, or cologne on, I wouldn't be able to like sit near them. Like, oh, it would wow. just, you know, it would make me, you know, just like gag and nauseous. <laughs> and oh, so, that's unfortunate. Oh, God. I know. And it's, it's can't control my... what other people do, you know. No, you can't. And as part of my hygiene is to put perfume on. It's like, it's just, you take a shower, you. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you do whatever. I know. And for, for many people it is, or putting on scented lotions. Yes. You know, and it's like, but not everyone think that's, <laughs> thinks that scent smells good. <laughs> It's not good you're for like, everybody. I want to smell like pumpkin, you know, I wanna, but I love, I love vanilla and I also love lavender. So for yes. me, those scents are okay because I think they're mild, but, yeah. um, you know, but a lot of times, you know, I think even, even Anthony Williams says, you know, a lot of scented things can also be toxic to our system too. Yeah. And we don't just don't know that it is. And right. And we it takes have- a lot to get that out of your liver. I know. Anyway, but yeah, I had my celery juice this morning and <laughs> my lemon water. <laughs> okay. Do you do both in the morning? Both celery juice? And I do both. Water? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I did life mastery and he was, he was the person that did the nutrition program in life right. mastery. Mm-hmm. It's a Tony Robbins event. And he had us do the lemon water cold, not okay. hot. And I can't remember the exact reason why not hot. And then 15 minutes later, do celery juice. Okay. And then if you take any supplements, wait 15 minutes to take your supplements. Okay. And then whatever, whatever the whole regiment was for the cleanse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I alternate, I'll, I'll do every other day. So one morning I'll have cellar juice and the next morning I'll have lemon water. And that's how I start my morning before I do anything else. Very yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy the celery juice. It's mm-hmm. not, I mean, it's just celery. It's, it's, it's right. not, but it's an acquired taste once you juice it. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit stronger, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it might be. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's just like celery. Yeah, down yeah. it goes. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is I used to be um, sensitive to um, celery, like chopped celery, like in a salad. Oh, wow. um, it, it hurt my stomach, but the celery juice, I mean, I'm okay. I mean, of course, sometimes it affects you differently, um, yes, your bowel yeah, movements it, and stuff. It doesn't sometimes, affect me adversely. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. It, it's sometimes I go in waves. Sometimes I don't really feel it at all, but sometimes it'll just kind of like, you know, be sort of like a cleanse <laughs> and I figure, okay, it's doing whatever it's doing it's and it's doing its good work. Yes. And I, and I mean, I think there's more fiber in an actual celery than people think right. only because when I've had to like put it in the um, garbage disposal, mm-hmm. it clogged up the garbage disposal. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was... it was like, cut it up first. If <laughs> it's a lesson I had to learn if, if right. you have to, if it goes bad and you need to get rid of it. Yeah. It, I remember my apartment just starts, everything starts smelling like celery. <laughs> I felt like my hands smelled like celery. <laughs> now I cheat a little bit and I, I walk a, an eighth of a mile to Whole Foods and I let them juice it. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So that way I get exercise and then I also get my celery juice in the morning, but that's why I do it every other day. So. Oh, wow. That's good. I had a juicer, but then I ended up, cause it, I, it was, it was like clogging up the drains, you know, the, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, I would put like the pulp and stuff in, in the garbage, but then my garbage would start smelling and I have to take my garbage out. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> so, it's yeah, it's hard. Yeah. What works for you. So, <laughs> but um, it was so interesting when you had your, your cat come up earlier, because one of the things that I helped my allergies with was with EFT tapping. My my sister has a cat and I was going to visit and I'd always been allergic to cats, but um, then I started being allergic to dogs and I think I cleared that out. But yeah, my my cat allergy, I uh, knew that you could use EFT for like food sensitivities and things, but I didn't know for, um, you know, dog animal allergies. Right. So what my mentor told me to do is she said to have my sister send me a little bit of the cat hair, like just a little bit of the hair. And then I put it in some water and put it in a jar and held it in my lap. And then I started doing clearing around that. So it was like just the energy of clearing like the allergy and it did, it helped. It didn't get rid of it completely. I mean, I only did it a few times before my visit. So maybe yes. if I had done it more, it would have like completely cleared it out. But right, if if it was an animal you'd be living with, it would, it right, would be right, yes, it would be different. But I was just visiting, so yeah, it did actually help decrease the sensitivity to to the cat, which was good. And oh, that's amazing! I had yeah. no idea that that was that that was possible. That's great. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was like everyone and people. Like, well, what do you use EFT tapping for? I'm like, you literally can use it for anything, whether it's like you know, a belief or, you know, just anticipatory anxiety. Um, I have a new client that I'm working with for that. That's a, um, afraid of reptiles and, you know, little geckos and things. So we're working uh, oh, on that. Wow. Yeah. Um, sometimes physical discomfort and like you were talking about the, you know, those two little millimeter shifts earlier. And yeah. one of the things that's so important is our language and oh, the things yeah. that we say. And, you know, especially if I'm working with a pain client or someone who's in discomfort, you know, I always invite them to watch their, their organic language because, you know, the thoughts we think and the, and the words we speak have meaning, they have value, they have energy attached to them. So even the word pain is a yeah. four letter word, right? It and absolutely is. <laughs> so it's like, I always invite people to reframe that to maybe a word that's just neutral, you know, maybe it's just, or, you know, that's less intensified for them. So maybe it's the word discomfort, or you can use something completely just out of the blue, like, you know, uh, this bluebird or, you know, this pink (laughs) elephant or something like something (laughs) just completely just like, wait, what? And I'm like, obviously if you're speaking to your health practitioner or your doctor, you need to say appropriate words, but (laughs) you're like, oh yeah, this pink elephant is really bothering me today. It'll be like, what? (laughs) Okay. They're like, psychiatrist referral, please. (laughs) Yes. It's important because it, I mean, the, even thoughts, not necessarily our spoken words, have vibrations that right. go out into the world. Mm-hmm. And like you said, everything is energy. Right. So it's, yeah, we need to be careful because you don't want to manifest something that you're thinking about that's negative about yourself. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I've been listening a lot lately to Abraham Hicks. Yes. Love, you know, love her. I Before know. the pandemic, I saw her. I think I saw her in Did you? Oh. Yes. I'd love to see, see her. Hopefully they can, well, I know, I know someone who went to a Joe Dispenza event in Florida just this last week. So there are people starting to do in-person events again. 
Yeah, because I think he was doing something in Mexico before the Florida one. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, different places are have different levels of opening. I think think we both are in more of the restrictive ones. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I know Boston's been hit hit hard. Um, Yeah. And New York. And um, I know it's weird because I went to, you know, I was in, I went to Arizona last week to see my mom sort of an early Mother's Day belated birthday trip. And we went to Sedona and I was in Phoenix. And I mean, we were mostly at my sister's house, but it's like a whole nother world there. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. Then, I mean, here it's like people are still masking outside. And, you know, like in Arizona, like everybody's on mask. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, it's all what you're used to. And, you know, right. there's just so many different opinions about, what's going on right now and what's behind it or what's, yes, you know, it's just crazy. So even now I think it's more, you know, even more important to maintain our emotional well-being. and, you know, like, you know, Abraham Hicks says, it's like, just focus on the things you're wanting to attract and, you know, but it's hard because, you know, you see what's going on in India and Brazil and it's, it's. Yeah. And then you, you feel for them and then like that fear kicks in and, and I think, we need to take care of ourselves before we can help others and right. whatever and that many, is to you. Well, right. And for so many people, I think that's really hard to do. That's something that's a, a muscle that they've <laughs> never really developed before. And, you know, even myself as a, as a child, I think I was so like such an empath that like I took on like the troubles of the family or the people around me and sure. You know, so I do like a lot of cord cutting and especially like the end of the night um, or dealing with a difficult client. You know, I think protecting yourself is so important. And I was listening to, um, I think it's, her name is Donna Eden. That name is familiar. I don't know what she is. She's, she's a a energy um, worker and and she, she teaches classes and she was, you know, giving some examples of things that you can do to help like protect your energy. I mean, for me, like I usually encourage my clients if they're empaths to like Mm -hmm. create like a bubble of protection around them, whether they're going into a difficult conversation Mm -hmm. or, you know, they're, they're watching the news. And, and of course, like with hypnosis, I always tell my clients and people that the 30 minutes when you first wake up and the 30 minutes before you go to sleep are the times that your mind is just naturally open and yes. hyper suggestible. So those are really key times that you want to be really conscious and intentional about what you're bringing in into your space. Like I have a friend um, who kept sending me news articles all the time. <laughs> and for me, I purposely don't have news alerts on anything. <laughs> None of my I, devices. I had to shut mine off. <laughs> yeah. And you know, she's like, well, it's positive news. I'm like, that's not the point. Like the point is, is that I, if I want to go see the news or hear the news, I'll do it when I'm ready on my time. And she actually took offense to it. So, and she just thought I was living in a bubble and she's like, you're not being realistic. And I'm like, you know, it's my choice. I'm setting a boundary here of what I bring into my energy, into my space. And And by you sending me these, you know, I didn't, 
yeah, bombarding me with news stories, whether they're whether you consider them good, bad, or indifferent, is not the point. The point is is that I don't want to look in on my phone on my text messages and get a bunch of links that I'm, you know, I'm not in that mind space to take that in. And so, then you end up down rabbit holes. I, I mean, I've been there, done that, and like I have to stop. <laughs> yeah, and at a certain point, you just have to stop because like you said, it's like if you're taking in that that energy from others or the media or or the world or that gets really overwhelming really quickly. Yes. And, so and to be able... Nothing we can personally do about a lot of those things. Right. There's many things that are, I mean, almost everything pretty much is out of our control, but what we can control where our power does lie is in the present moment. And, you know, if I end up losing this friend over this, then so be it. But, you know, it's like, you You have, you you need, yeah, you need your peace of mind and you need to set boundaries with people about what's acceptable to you and what's not. Yes. Boundaries are so important. Definitely. And um, so, so Donna was saying she was uh, a couple of things that she had said that I thought was really interesting was, well, I'd seen this before about like alternating, like if you feel like your energy is crossed, which like alternating, like your right hand on your left foot and your right hand on your, or your left hand on your right foot and like alternating, you know, this way. She also said like doing figure eight things. Oh, help. Wow help your energy, like just doing it up and down your body, which I thought was interesting. And also she said, putting your hand on your shoulder, kind of pressing down a little bit and then moving it across your body and to the other side. So I thought those were some interesting um, little tips. That that is interesting. Like, is it energy channels that you're crossing or... Well, I think it's just that you're helping to clear, like clear it. Clear it, more, okay. Yeah, about clearing it um, from, and just getting you more focused and, and clear. Yeah. Yes. And so I thought that was interesting. But one thing I like, I love to do is grounding and, you know, going out and like they say, earthing, just putting your feet like in the grass or in yes. the soil, or if you have a garden or something, or going down and putting your feet in the sand um, yeah, or the ocean. yeah, the ocean can be very healing. I love that too. Yeah. <laughs> so how far are you from the water? You're in not actually very far. So okay. I live right next to Boston. So mm-hmm. I mean, the water is around Boston. I mean, there is a beach in Boston, but it's mm-hmm. um, pretty crowded by the local community right there. Okay. And then, I mean, it's not too far to go to other, mm-hmm. other beaches. So it's like, I might be like 10, 15 miles away from the ocean, okay. like, like at max. Right. Right. Boston's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. I love, yes. I need, I am one of those people and I'm sure you are too, that I need to be near water. Yes. It's like, it, it doesn't have to be the ocean. I like mm-hmm. the ocean. It can be fresh water, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just need to be near water near it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It just feels really cleansing. I haven't, I have one thing I have not tried yet, which I might is the ice bath, Wim Hof. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I just, with my autoimmune conditions, like I just like to be warm, you know, I like the warmth. I'm a warm person. I haven't done the ice bath per se, Okay, but I've done the cold showers and you have. I agree with, I mean, I have to transition it slowly to mm-hmm. be tolerated. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so how long does he recommend that you actually? I think it's a couple of minutes or the, your whole shower is cold. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like even washing your hair and soaping up and everything. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's something that I have an aversion to. <laughs> <laughs> I would think most people would be like, but I actually have a client who tried it and she loves it. She feels like it's really helping her. Hey, it, whatever works. As long as you're not harming yourself, it's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not doing bloodletting or something. I know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think that, you know, there's different, there's different teachers and different tools that work for you at certain times. And then maybe yes. like a couple of years later, it doesn't resonate with you anymore. Or yes. that you've kind of moved on to like a different frequency of, of that. And yes. so- we can't remain stagnant. Right. You got to keep moving forward and keep progressing. But yeah, now I'm really excited. I'm going to be working on, um, I'm working on now putting together um, another online class for autoimmune conditions. Oh, beautiful. Because that's something that's been, you know, affected my life. Because um, in 2007, I had been diagnosed with uh, lupus and um, earlier on Hashimoto's, which I never realized was an autoimmune condition. Yeah. So, and then came, you know, like the fibro and, and RA stuff. But I, you know, but the thing with having autoimmune conditions is that I say like I have them, but I really try hard not to let it define me. Yes. And and that identity happen. Right. That identity, because then, you know, I mean, on one hand, you want to be accepting of it and realizing, okay, it's here. It's whether it's, you know, acting up or not acting up and, and just dealing with it. And the other half is like, you want to just not be focused on it all the time. And it was interesting because I was listening. I was curious what Abraham Hicks said about dealing with anything that is, you know, a health condition or a discomfort or pain in the body. They're like, well, stop focusing on it. (laughs) And I'm like, sure, that's easier said than done, you know, especially if you're in it. And, you know, like with my knee surgeries, I was to the point I had a couple of issues with both knees and I had, um, osteoarthritis, necrosis, and I didn't realize that your bones could actually die. Like that's bone yeah. death. I had no idea. I'm like, really? My bone can die. <laughs> that's weird. And then meniscus tears. And, but I was getting to the point that I was like in pain every day, like going up and down stairs and, um, getting in and out of a car oh, yeah. was, was difficult. So and, and that's where I think, you know, modern medicine really helps to come in more so than here, take this pill because, yes. you know, the pill just, like you said, you really ideally want to get to the root cause of why it's happening and address the root cause, which is where I think, you know, naturopaths and functional medicine doctors come in and, and hypnotherapy and, and tapping and acupuncture and, and trigger point injections is that you can help you know, you can use your mind to help stimulate the body's innate healing mechanism. And again, you know, healing doesn't always mean curing. It just means improving your quality of life. And I thought that was a really great. I know. I think with um, Abraham Hicks said to stop focusing on it. It's like, Mm -hmm. you have to, yes, accept that it's there, but you have to know how to change your behavior or whatever that is so that it doesn't act up and you know what makes it feel better. Right. 
and knowing what your triggers are and yes. right how to improve it. Like if 30 minutes of exercise is the the point where like, okay, that's enough. But if I push more then I might, but sometimes you do have to take that risk of right. pushing yourself and getting outside of your comfort zone just to, see, to, to challenge it. Because, you know, one thing I, I read somewhere that I thought was fascinating is that um, our cells regenerate about every two years. And it's like, wow, okay, if my cells can like, I have a whole new set of cells like every couple of years, then imagine, you know, if I, you know, start eating better and improving mm-hmm. my lifestyle and, you know, decrease my stress level, how that's going to positively affect things. Yes, as, as we all regenerate, yes. Right. I mean, our genetics are basically the same, but like what triggers things to turn on and turn off. Oh, right. And we don't always know what those things are. <laughs> right, right. And I always find that fascinating. But yeah, I try to, when I get up in the morning, I listen to like a little guided meditation or do Tony Robbins priming, which I think yes. really helps set you up for the day. Or even if you just do a little tapping, be like, today I choose to be happy. You know, I choose today for today to be a good day. I choose to smile or wave at people. You know, I choose to do this. And sometimes that can just be empowering enough. And, you know, just little rituals. Yeah. Your little rituals. So I think that's so important. And especially before, you know, going to bed too, just you know, sometimes I even turn off my Wi-Fi because my Wi-Fi router is like next to my bed. Oh, and yeah. So a lot of times I find that when I turn off my Wi-Fi router, I sleep better. You Isn't know, because you think about like those electric magnetic waves and I have this little thing plugged in that's supposed to help offset that. But I notice so when I do turn it off, I tend to just sleep better. Yes. And I, all those things we didn't have a hundred years ago. Right. Right. It's uh, I actually went to acupuncture later and they, um, the clinic I go to, they just, they have an ear clinic that you can go into. So it's just not a full body treatment, but it's just the ears. It's amazing. It's amazing what they can just treat with the ears. And like she was, uh, the, the supervisor was because they're interns that are treating you because they're learning. It's It's a teaching school. And you know, it's just so interesting. And she could just like, look at my ear and be like, oh yeah, look how that's lighting up. And that's, you know, <laughs> they were working on a little bit on like reflux and, and TMJ. Cause those are two things that are acting up for me right now. And so she was showing the intern, these little things. And I just found it fascinating that just by looking at like the color and like the texture of the ear that they could tell that. And then she has this little poker thing where they would go in and say, okay, is this, point more tender or is this point more tender yeah. and then they would needle the one that was more tender but that is fascinating I know it is crazy but I think it's really great that at least here in California and Los Angeles that people are really embracing you yeah. know the complementary modalities and yes. um, they're was, not new. They're been they're around not forever. new, right? They've been around, but they're being embraced more. Yes, and being embraced more by Western doctors too, which yes. I think is really nice. Um, and it's funny because a, a friend of mine he had gone into a second opinion uh, with a surgeon. He was told that he needed neck surgery, and he went to um, a guy in Santa Monica here, 
And he was told, no, you don't need surgery. He's like, and he told him to do acupuncture, chiropractic, and hypnosis. It's like, what Western doctor? Whoa, <laughs> and he's a three, nurse, three of a neurosurgeon. <laughs> and he's recommending those three things. And he's like, I'm so, and, he, and, and uh, my friend's gay. And he's like, and I'm so, he was really cute too. So he didn't <laughs> so that was just an added bonus, a little eye candy for him. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but even before my um, second knee surgery, almost 10 years ago, is when I was actually in hypnotherapy school. So I had gone to the teacher teacher who teaches the pre-surgery hypnosis, which I also got certified in. And mm-hmm. see, I've, I've helped a few people manage their reframing the medical team as like, they're there for me. You know, they're, they're the professionals right. they are doing a good job that we're all working together and imagining that the anesthesia is just putting you in the, you know, best relaxed state possible, you know, we're just, giving the, the mind, these positive suggestions. Oh, this is what I was going to say earlier, because one of the ways that our minds, our mind learns is in images. So that's why they say, you know, imagining what you're trying to accomplish or the goal, or, you know, if you're an athlete, imagining the best outcome for the game. And actually a lot of people don't know this, but Tiger Woods, his mom started to take him to see a hypnotherapist, I think as early as 10 years old, maybe. Oh, wow. I could be wrong on that, but it was pretty early in his life that he started to see a hypnotist and to understand, you know, the power of the mind and and images and look at, I mean, he's very successful. (laughs) Yes, he is. Oh my goodness. That's, that's fascinating. And the other thing is um, all the vision boards that people have and use and, Mm -hmm. you know, they look back at previous ones and it's like all those things were accomplished. Were accomplished. Right. Yeah. I know. So it's, it's crazy the way the mind works and, but it's fascinating. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah. Well Don, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. You're welcome. It's great to catch up with you and chat with you. Thank you. You too. And, um, stay cool. And I'm so excited for your podcast. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. All right. Take care. Bye-bye now. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Breakthrough with Marty. If you have enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend. If you have not already subscribed, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast player. For questions, comments, or suggestions for future guests, you can find me here at martygarlic.com. Thank you again for listening.